Good morning, church. Hello. Good to see you all this morning. Thank you for that encouragement over there. Uh, hey, man, what an incredible worship time. just want to jump back into that for a moment and just, I feel so excited with, uh, it feels like we're on the brink of something incredible. Uh, you know you're having a good worship time when you're just kind of like, you know, you're just worshiping with your eyes closed for a while and then you open them and then you're like facing Kerry next to you. <laughs> Hope she didn't see. I was like, oh, that's awkward. <laughs> Welcome. If you're watching online, lovely to have you with us today as uh, well. I'm going to share just a part of a message that I had prepared, actually, because um, at the end of my segment, I'm going to be inviting up uh, Katie Husband to release a prophetic word to the church as well. Uh, that she shared with our eldership team uh, last time. She's one of the, uh, a, a very valuable member of that team, and so it's going to be exciting to hear that. And uh, as you know, if you've been here uh, since I've been ministering for the last wee while, other than last weekend, that was an amazing word from Mike Shaxon. If you haven't heard that, dial into the podcast and just listen to that word. Uh, before that amazing word, I've, been, I've just been um, preaching about faith. And belief about becoming a believing believer, uh, really, and and today really is is um, it's another message around the Abrahamic faith covenant that we have, the the legacy that we get to step in, and then what's going to be released through our lives as we partner with that. I want to share a little bit about my uh, journey in business. Initially, a story uh, that was that really helped set the course for a faith journey in, that I had in business. So, is that going to be all right? We're going to just jump in in, in there head first. Um, I've always, when I got into business, uh, I I started from a word from the Lord. I uh, had a, uh, I was praying on a beach. I've always been like, God, what do you want to do with my life? The first thing I want to do is I want to pray. I want to pray. If I'm uncertain about anything, I want to pray. I want to pray. I want to go down the beach. I want to go down the river. I want to set my course in prayer. So I, as a 22-year-old, I was actually praying on the beach, and God dropped two things into my heart, youth and business. And I was like, I, you can't, that was too profound. I know He's spoken to me right now. You can't take that as, that, there's a word from the Lord. I can remember, I wrote it in my diary. That was what God was speaking to me um, around my life. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I treasured that in my heart. And then um, about five years after that word, I had a second attempt at getting into business and because uh, the first time failed. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to fail forward. As John Maxwell said, I'm going to get up and I'm going to have another go. And uh, then I, I started a business and then transitioned it after another 18 years. Now, in the course of that business, it went through lots of different seasons, lots of different challenges, highs and lows, you know, nail-biting moments, uh, you know, crying moments, run to the hills, I want to give up moments. Uh, it was a really beautiful mess of faith and humanity and the outworking of that. You know, um, being in business, you, you might want to get into business and it might be a word on your life for that. And that's awesome. But man, it is so much about what God is doing in you and, um, and being expressed through you rather than 
what, uh, whether you're going to be able to sell the business one day and pay off your mortgage, which is what I was kind of hoping would happen. Didn't happen quite like that. Um, anyway, but it was still great. Now, one, uh, I was sole trading. I had an office down the back of Thrive here, actually, at the time. I had a house of travel contract. I was painting all the, ha the travel agent windows in the city, which was pretty cool. Um, I was selling fine art in the art centre as well. And I was just kind of like pasting a multitude of things together just so I could also be uh, youth pastoring here at Thrive. And I was out praying one day. I was just crossing the intersection, um, John Street, King Street, right where Hayden and Emma live actually, just almost outside your house. And I was crossing the road and I had a vision of a printing press. I just, I just saw a vision of a printing press. I don't think I'd ever seen a printing press. I was just like, there's a printing press. God's showing me a printing press. I was like, well, that's amazing. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me about something very real and tangible. Once again, I knew that the Lord was speaking to my heart. I, I treasured that. I thought, okay, we'll just kind of like journal that. We'll make a note of that. And we're going to actually, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steward that prophecy. And some of those things that you, that you can do if you're carrying a prophecy is actually become the person who is ready to fulfill the prophecy. If you don't know how you're going to get there, you're like, well, just become that person. I think someone wise by the name of Lynn Frew said that once. And, um, and, uh, and um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do what I can to become the person that's ready to steward that. And I was um, meeting with a business mentor one day and uh, John Robertson, he owned a hearing franchise right throughout New Zealand, an amazing man of God. And he challenged me. He was like, so what are you going to do to make your business grow? You know, like, what, he's a growth guy. And, um, and I said, look, I'm actually not sure, but I've, I've had a vision of a printing press. And I said, I, I have no idea what to do with printing. So I said, I guess I'd just buy a photocopier or a photocopy shop and just, you know, push the button. That seems pretty easy. And it prints stuff. And I said that. We had a pray, uh, left the meeting. Half an hour later, John rings me in and says, hey, hey, Glenn, do you know there's a photocopy shop for sale in Rangiora? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rangiora Print at that time was being uh, partitioned up and, and part was being sold to another company and there was this part that was just um, for sale on an open market and so we went there, John and I, and uh, next minute I'd bought that business with a temporary loan from John and wasn't that generous. Like It was a significant amount of money and he was like, I'm going to, I believe... And so I bought that business, and it was um, it became a real roller coaster. But I knew I'd stepped into the grace of God, and and it became a part of a printing uh, franchise. Went to Wellington, did training, stepped into the the print warehouse where everything was done, and saw the printer that I'd had seen in my vision. I was like, "Wow, Lord, <laughs> that's amazing." And um, over those sort of 18 years, we had, I had some amazing God encounters within the community. Uh, we employed a few single mums and made, helped make their life work and, and with business and, and with, you know, picking up kids from school. And, and um, there were some people that were called to ministry as well. I think we employed the Arise uh, Children's Pastor for a while as well. Just, you know, it, it just kind of like God was pulling this thing together for not just myself, but for actually an expression to others in our community. And we helped a whole lot of businesses start and get going. And it was a really exciting 
um, business to be a part of. And then it came to this time where I knew that we had to transition the business and get out of ministry. And that was, you know, that was a, that had God's hand on it. Um, it was not easy though. It was a really difficult time. I couldn't actually speak about the business for about three months after letting it go without crying. I was just like, this felt like my baby. And it didn't have the ending that I wanted it to. But I mean, at the moment, it's still in business. It's employing more people. I think the staff are on the front cover of the... Um, of, of Essence magazine this week, and that's, that's, we'll celebrate that. That's, it's amazing. Um, and, you know, I got into business because I was like, man, I, I, there's a part of me, you know, when we step out in faith, it's not all pure. <laughs> it's not all like, I'm like, there was a part of me that want, I had ambition in my heart. I wanted to, you know, I saw these things that I wanted to achieve, and, and I thought this is going to be my elevator to the next level in many ways. But, man, I can look back now on that time and I, Maybe I didn't get the financial blessings that I really wanted to see from it. I do want to make the caveat that that business paid my wage for so many years, and that was a real, I'm so grateful for that. That was amazing in itself. But one of the biggest blessings that that business gave me was humility. It was honestly just getting to the end of myself over and over again and just going to the wall and just going, Jesus, only it could only be you. It could only be you that could give this breakthrough and I just I came to a place of just understanding my constant need of his provision of Jaira you're enough <laughs> you are enough um, and I just want to honor everyone in this place and you, I'm not just honoring business people here now I just want to honor those who have held the course of faith maybe you're in a time where you are holding the course. <laughs> you might feel like you're white-knuckling it. You might feel like, oh, it's, only, it's only you, Lord. It's only you who can do that. I just want to honor you. I just want to honor that. You know, I want to honor that wrestle. <laughs> Paul says to Timothy, to fight the good fight of faith. It's, it's not, it's not fight, having a faith is not about getting a lazy boy slippers and a pipe, <laughs> grabbing a remote and just chilling on watching Netflix. It's not the fight of faith. The fight, fighting the fight of faith takes grit. I want to honor those, you know, for, for praying for a sick person, for those who have, you know, prayed for someone this week. I want to honor that faith. You didn't know what you were going to say. You didn't know if it was going to be spiritual. You thought, oh, I don't sound like whatever, but you stepped out and you did it. It's awesome. It's amazing. I want to honor those who have resisted getting into a wrong relationship. Like on the surface, it looks good and you're like security and like popularity. You've got comfort. You've got all that. But you've said no. Because you know that it's stepping out of the boundary of faith that God has given to you. I want to honor those who, yes, who have started a business and just doing it. Stepping out and just stepping out over and over and over and over again, even if you feel like you're failing, I want to honor that, that person. I want to honor those who have shared the love of Jesus with their neighbor this week. It's fighting the good fight of faith. I want to, I want to honor those, because this is a big one, a big tension, I think, in community. I want to honor those who have resisted the temptation to gossip. 
Because it's so easy to talk about people who aren't in the room. Who've, you've, you've gone, I could say something here now to bring a slight discredit to them, make myself look better, or I'm just bored, I could say something about them because we're talking and stuff comes out my mouth. And you've gone, no, I won't talk about them like that. That's fighting the good fight of faith. That's what faith looks like. Faith is a choice. You and I are in a faith fight. It is a wrestle. It is an unseen wrestle. Paul said it's a battle. It's, it's not a battle of, of flesh and blood. It is a battle against spiritual powers and principalities in heavenly realms. And at the moment, you could be just everything you're seeing is in the natural and it's hard in the natural and it's difficult and you're just trying to bring, get breakthrough in the natural in relationships or perhaps finances, but there's actually a fight going on behind your world that is in the unseen realm. And that's where you're really doing the battle. That's where you're really showing your mettle and your grit and your determination that's where the rubber hits the road as a believer. When circumstances says one thing, but you're like, no, 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 let me go to the Word. What does the Word say? What do the prophetic words say over my life? How is the Spirit leading me in this environment? And Paul says, some, you know, we've got to put our childish ways behind us. And once I spoke like a child... You know, I reasoned like a child, but then I became a man. <laughs> Come on. Come on, men. I actually, just during worship today, I was just, I mean, it, the whole, everyone was amazing. But man, I was like, man, the men are men. It's like, look at these men. Look at these warriors. Look at these warriors. If you're a man, high five yourself. Just, just say, I'm a warrior. <laughs> Oh man, we, we, we need the full power of the cross of Jesus Christ in this season. It is a time for the church to arise. It's not a time just for the pastors to do another message, the band just to play another song. It is a time for the Monday to Friday saints to do the business. That's, that's, that's where we're at as a church at this time. Let me just bring this word um, from Romans 14, 23. It's pretty intense when you read this, actually. Whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever is not from faith from sin. And that's a part of another verse. And there's, this is not out of context because I haven't included it. It's just like it's not relevant to where the, this message is going. Um, sin in Greek is the word hamatano. Hamatano. And it means to miss the mark, to wander from the path. Um, and hamatano is actually an archery term. And so it's like, you know, you just, but then you're like, whoa, it's meant to go there. And it went there and I, and I missed the mark. And the amazing thing about Jesus is that it's like his mercy is like, hey, you missed the mark, <laughs> you take another shot. You take another shot and you have a go and you, and you over-practice, you know, you work out your salvation, right? And His grace empowers us to become better and better and better with the bow and arrow and to hone our shot and to hone 
the target. But, you know, if it, whatever is not of faith is missing the mark, and then the opposite's true, that living with an active faith keeps us on target. Um, if we allow our lives just to constantly be led through our doubts and suspicions and and wisdom that maybe masquerading is, you know, fear masquerading is wisdom and just, we're going to miss the mark. It's, it's, a, it's way easier to be led by our doubts than prioritizing our faith. It's so much easier. If, if you want to be led by your doubts, I just want to give you a few tips here. Uh, don't prioritize your relationship with God. Don't prioritize your church family. Don't spend time in His Word. Don't speak in your heavenly language. Don't be led by the Spirit and don't ask the Holy Spirit to breathe on your imagination. Don't have any faith goals or spiritual direction in your life. Done. You'll miss the mark. I know that sounds pretty brutal, doesn't it? <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. But honestly, I'm not, I don't want to bring a message of condemnation here to anyone today. And I've got no targets, no one in my mind here that I'm trying to aim this at to say, come on, back up your ideas. I'm not doing that. I want the church to rise up. I want you to come into the fullest expression of who you are as a mother, as a father, as a as a. Um, a, a colleague, a friend, a member of this incredible bride, you know, our church. And we can't do this if we aren't prioritizing with earnestness this fight of faith that we are called to. It's not passive. I forgot to set my alarm on my phone. <laughs> I need to stop. Okay. Okay. Well, that was the introduction. <laughs> okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> Katie! <laughs> Come on. Can I just say next time I'm going to go first? I really don't like following that. <laughs> oh, next time. Yeah. I'm inviting myself back already. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Katie. I'm married to Edward. We've got four children, William, Elliot, Annabelle, and uh, Edwin. And there's two teenagers and a third that's about to follow, but um, who knows that the youngest knows everything anyway. <laughs> we own a business on the high street that I work in and we've been operating for the last seven years. And I've journeyed many highs and lows, as Glenn said over that time. It is a faith journey for sure. I thought I might start today by telling you about something that's happened to me recently. I apologise in advance if you've got any sympathies towards the avian community. Um, but I was driving to the office after dropping my two boys off at high school. And I was driving down the road past the Rangara showgrounds and there was a senior student that was on the footpath walking towards me. And there was a bird on the road and I shifted over in my lane to avoid the bird. Um, and then checked in my rear-view mirror once I'd passed to make sure that the bird had kind of flown out of under the wheelbase fine and was safe. To my horror, I saw a great big puff of feathers up in my rear-view mirror. 
and the senior student looked at me like this <laughs> as I drove past because it looked like I tried to nail the bird. <laughs> Hadn't tried to nail the bird, I tried to avoid the bird, but it looked awful. All of us wouldn't be quite so significant except for the fact that we own a business called Feather and Oaken Terriers. So I promise that we're not about collecting feathers <laughs> from poor birds resting on the road in the early morning. I'm really pleased that God judges our intentions and not our actual actions. I'm not a theologian, I'm not an amazing pastor, I'm not a worship leader, but I am really passionate about business. I love the marketplace. I always have. Ever since I was little, I've always had an ambition to be in business. I loved movies when I was young, like The Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. Um, through the primary school, my primary school years was all the girls can do anything movement. But if you grew up in church in the 80s and the 90s, there was huge emphasis placed upon ministry, pastoring churches, and missions-based outreach. For a really long time, I had a really deep issue with trusting God with full control in my life because I really didn't want to be sent to some third world country. Not because I don't have compassion for people or a sense of adventure, but I really didn't feel like I had any useful skill sets. I'm not a builder, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a nurse. My mother taught me that a glass of water would fix most ailments and my grandmother told me that hard physical labour sorted out the one complaints that the water hadn't fixed. So I really didn't have a desire to work in on-the-ground missions, but I loved the idea of business in the marketplace. God's been teaching me over the last few years that the marketplace is important. Actually, it's vital to his people. Now, you may say that you don't own a business or you aren't in business, but what is business? I've searched up and there's lots of quite complicated meanings and definitions, and some are quite involved, but I ended up landing on the simplicity of a definition by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Business is the process of specialisation in trade. If you only have one customer, you're still in business. If you're an employer, you're in business. But if you are employed, you're in business. You are in the business. He is your customer. You may have specialised in your field of expertise and your customer, in this case, is your employer. He's exchanging money for your services. Therefore, business applies to a really large part of our society for a great proportion of our week, and God loves the marketplace. I want to encourage you, if you've ever thought that working in the marketplace isn't a gift or a calling from heaven, it is. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive your inheritance as a reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. I've been really seeking God this year around business and seeing heaven on earth, about entwining my spirit with his so that there's less of my own desires and all of his purpose at work in me. I believe that the marketplace is vital to bring God's presence, his word, his fragrance, his miracles, his message. I believe God loves the marketplace. He wants us to be involved in a strong economy that benefits our fellow men and women and provides a conduit for wealth and prosperity between people and the church. Exodus 35, 10 says, All who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded. I've been spending time this year seeking God's direction and his education around how to operate in the marketplace. I've been asking God to weaponize me for business. Grow the skills in me I need. Place me in situations that call for faith and hope and trust. Who knows, that's a scary proposition. 
build in me a burning desire to operate in the marketplace with Jesus. Bring people across my path that you want me to influence. Increase my spiritual intelligence so that I'm finely tuned to hear God's leading. Give me insight into people's experiences so I might meet them in conversation where they need to be met. Place me in situations of influence. Bring me your miracles for people through connection and relationship. Weaponize me with understanding, discernment, faith, and hope. Now I would love to have been given visions about transforming into a Lara Croft Tomb Raider type of weapon for Jesus, but no. God answered my prayer the way to be weaponized uh, for business was to draw closer. Katie, know me, understand me, love me, continue to seek me always. And I responded with a, are you sure, Lord? (laughs) Quite fancy, a quick fix, movie sequence kind of upgrade. But no. (laughs) Entwine your spirit with mine. Seek my presence. Believe in my desire to be part of every decision and every thought you have during the day. Draw closer, draw closer, draw closer. God then started to give me some words and visions. I'm not sure what they're like for you, but I often see visions and... Commonly with chatting, sort of chatting with God, I'll feel the hard impression of our conversations and specific words to focus on. One of the words that God gave me for this year was fortitude. Again, I'm sure you're not like me, but I said to God, ah, nope. <laughs> not interested. That word sounds hard and business is hard enough already. Katie, fortitude. God, couldn't I have another F word like flourish or financial freedom? <laughs> Fortitude? (laughs) Yes, Katie. Fortitude. I looked up the meaning of the word fortitude. It means courage over time. I'm still not that keen, Lord. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit has been unravelling the word fortitude for me. And I believe it is a wider word of encouragement for the church and specifically for people in the church here today. To have fortitude implies that you've been journeying life and needing to apply courage to situations for some time. Businesses like that, who knows it's not for the faint-hearted. You need to bring courage over time. It's like a muscle that's constantly flexing and being exercised. Courage to keep going when the economic environment looks tough. Courage to keep going when you've got supply constraints, staff issues, sales and financial reports that read pretty grimly. I believe you need to bring courage in the marketplace every day. Courage over time builds fortitude, God said. And God spoke to me about northerly winds. Who knows that warm, gusty, blustery wind can be so much fun to be out in when you're walking or biking. You kind of feel like you're invincible and strong and mighty, like you could walk or bike forever. Who knows that the reverse is true. If you're biking or walking into the wind, it feels difficult, relentless and quickly tiring. Jesus spoke to me about the wind as it relates to the marketplace. He said, Katie, don't shelter from the walking into the strong winds. The longer you walk into the strong winds, the more resistance and muscle you build. The more you walk into the wind, the better your strength and endurance will be. So that when I reverse the direction of the wind and it's behind you, the faster, stronger, leaner, meaner you'll be for me. You'll be able to cover more ground quickly when you're flying with my wind. Who wants that for their sphere of business? Marketplace influence. God has also been showing me that he loves to bring his opposing force into our environment, into our landscape. It's all pretty doom and gloom out there at the moment. Business is hard. The forecast doesn't shine much light over the next sort of 12 months for things changing. God spoke to me about his desire to create an environment that's opposite to the one that we're experiencing. Bring heaven to earth. 
he showed me that his care of the Israelites walking through the desert was about bringing the opposing environment to what they were experiencing. During the day, he was cloud cover and protection from the sun whilst directing their steps. And at night, he was fire and warmth and comfort when it was freezing. He provided food and water in what was essentially a wasteland. He was the opposite of the physical environment the Israelites were experiencing. His influence hasn't changed. He loves to provide your business with the opposite experience of the current economic conditions and predictions. God's greater than your financial commentators and economists. He wants your business to thrive and for you to serve his people through business. Lastly, I want to encourage you to think big. God loves big. He wants bigness over our lives. God wants us to have influence, to be world changers. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. God has been talking to me about asking to be placed into situations with people of influence, to seek and desire positions of authority and to want to be a change maker. I think the world sometimes makes us feel a bit small and the devil wants to keep us isolated and box us in. That's not God's desire over his people. He wants us to seek positions in the marketplace in whichever sphere you influence and bring godly wisdom, relationship, leadership, spiritual discernment to serve God's people. Imagine if we as individuals, as families, as a church, as a town, as a region, as a nation, were known as godly influencers and change makers. What if we were the CEOs, the managing directors, the business leaders? What if we were in positions of leadership and authority in the spheres of business and government, media, education? God wants us to dream with him, to see beyond our current reality and seek favor over our future. God wants us to think big and bring our knowledge and experience of him to the marketplace. In summary, Bring courage to your business sphere and don't shy away from the winds of resistance. God is building fortitude within you so that you may serve him and his people in a greater way in the marketplace. Jesus loves to show his favour to his people by being the opposite of the landscape you see around you. And when he brings situations and people across your path, the fortitude muscles that you have been growing will allow you to respond with greater influence and purpose. Seek opportunity and ask for bigness over your future. God wants to bring his people into business situations where we can use our spiritual intelligence and seek heaven's finest on earth. The marketplace is a vital plan, part of God's plan for his people. And you and your skills are a key component. Your business is God's business. God loves the marketplace and he loves you. Thank you, Katie. I wonder if we could just stand actually right now, um, if you can. And I just believe there's an activation moment here for us this morning. Um, We would love for this to um, really just result today, Holy Spirit meeting with people who need an encounter with Him, with the love of God, for one thing. But for those who are actually in a fight faith at the moment, you are fighting the fight of faith, we would love to just pray and release courage and fortitude and resilience into you 
over you, around you. If you're in a time where you're like, I, I need to start activating my faith. I want to step out in faith. I want to ask you to make a step of faith today and just come up to the front. If you've just been holding back in your faith journey, and you're like, actually, I need to engage with my fight of faith. I'm called to this fight of faith, but I've been staying back. I've just been just letting others fight for me. I've been too passive. As a response this morning, I want to encourage you to just get out of your seat, out of your comfort zone, and come up. No, no, I want to engage with my fight of faith. So three things today. If you want an encounter with the Holy Ghost, you're like, I just need, I need Him. I just, I need, I need, I just need to acknowledge that I need Him so much. <laughs> I need Jesus. I need Him. I, this can't be about me. This is not a, this is not a Glenn show. This is not a, you know, whatever your name is show. This is a Jesus. This is about Jesus. You know, I just want it to be about Jesus. I want my life to be about Jesus. We'd love to pray for you. If you need to take a step of faith today out of your seat and go, okay, I want to start living by faith. I want my I want my relationship with God to be first and foremost. I want to seek first the kingdom. This is what it's about. I want to seek him first. I want to put him first. When people look at my life, I want them, I, I want people to say that guy smells like Jesus. He smells like faith. He looks like he's living a life that doesn't belong in this world. That's, that's what the people of God are. We are, what does Paul say? We're like strangers and aliens on this planet. We're actually meant to look different and be distinguishable because of the faith fight that we're in. Because of the, it's not just that, it's obviously the, the expression of the love of Jesus Christ through our lives as well. But it takes an engagement with faith. Do you guys want to just come into the middle just a little bit further, just so there's some room for, for everyone? If we could just have the ministry team up right now as well, just life group leaders, elders, that'd be great. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just let's just all lift our hands to Jesus right now. Just whether you've responded at the front here or not, whether you're just out down there, there's something for everyone to catch today. And Holy Spirit, we just open our hearts to you. We just open our hearts to you. We may be feeling tired and weary today. We may be feeling disconnected and irrelevant. But right now, Jesus, we want to put our focus on You, fixing our eyes on You, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And we just, I just break distractions. We break distractions right now. We break distractions and agreements, false agreements, wrong agreements and conclusions about ourselves and our lives. We break that today in the name of Jesus. Every word that it's exalted itself against the knowledge of God, we break. We renounce in Jesus' name. 
We renounce labels and identities that are false, that are fearful, that have been lies and that have not been serving us. And we receive your incredible grace today that receives us, you receive us as is where us to, as is where is today. And we thank you and we give you glory and we give you honor today.